my piece of cold and my women colder. Yeah, she too stubborn or I would have told her. And every time I'm with my buddies, yeah, we never sober. <laughs> Wake up feeling 10 years older. It's the Cold Pizza Podcast. We're going to start there. That's not how we're going to lead this off because people are going to think I'm going to get all religious with them. And that's not what people want. I was scrolling through Instagram today and Stephen Furtick, who happens to be the pastor at, um, he's the pastor at Elevation Church, which is, they're based out of uh, North Carolina, but they're kind of like LCBC for those of you who are familiar with Central Pennsylvania, South Central Pennsylvania, LCBC is now it's Lives Changed by Christ. It used to be Lancaster County Bible Church, but they, um, I'm not, I'm not going to get all religious with y'all, I promise. Um, but they have one main campus and then they have a bunch of branch campuses where they, well, I guess they call them satellite campuses where you can watch the sermon and whatever from other campuses still in the area, just not the main campus. And it's, Generally via satellite, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't go there. Um, but I'm scrolling through Instagram, and Pastor Furtick posted something that it really made me think. Um, it says, you may be feeling like, God, this is a disaster. Live a little while. Your perspective's going to change. Oh, that was just a mild disappointment. That was a temporary setback. That was actually a blessing in disguise. Give it time. And um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. With everything going on with the whole COVID-19, quarantine, coronavirus, whatever. I hope y'all are safe. I hope y'all are healthy. But uh, man, I really... That last part really hit me where, oh, well, this is just a minor setback. you got to give things time, let things develop in front of your eyes sometimes. And I don't think I talked about it on the podcast. And I'm not, not really going to touch on it too too much in depth and in detail because who knows you never know could happen someday but last year about 14 months ago there was a job opening that came up in i'm not going to give the details job opening came up out of state out of the area the company that was hiring paid for the majority of my post-secondary education I probably would have been a shoe-in candidate for the position. I don't want to talk myself up because I didn't even apply. I didn't apply, I didn't interview, and I didn't apply or interview because of a relationship that was in my life at the time and didn't want to limit my significant other at the time and her employment opportunities upon graduation of college. What I thought was a selfless act at the time kind of blew up in my face because we broke up like two months later. But uh, yeah, don't worry about me, man. I spent about the last year wondering what if, what if, man, I should have applied for that job because it was a dream job. It was definitely, it was a dream job. And that's why I'm not touching too much on it, because it definitely could end up happening at some point. The timing just wasn't right. And I'm a huge believer in the timing being right on anything. So the more I thought about this, especially the last week or two, I could have applied for this job. I could have taken this job had I been offered it. The industry that that job's in, they're all sitting on their couches currently because of COVID-19. I'm one of... 
the few people that I know, I'm very fortunate and I'm very thankful for it. I haven't missed an hour at work yet. And um, we're only getting busier. So super grateful for that. That I did end up getting another job and that's where I'm at currently. Super grateful. Great company and um, great opportunity. I, I expected you to interject on some of that, but it, it's cool. I have Tony Ferrari with me tonight. Tony hit me up. He said, hey, I, I know you wanted to do a podcast. Like, you want to do that tonight? And those are the kinds of friends that I need. Hell yeah, man. I'm always down to, to help out a friend. I'm always down to, to create some content uh, with you and for you. And um, it's my pleasure. I was kind of not really doing too much at home. And uh, I kind of felt like I needed to get out of there for a little bit. So I, yeah, I hit you up and, and here we are creating stuff, getting the two, the two minds together. And when that happens, good stuff comes of it usually. Oh, for sure. Studio looks a little bit different since the last time you were here. Studio does look different. We got a couch that I'm sitting on now instead of a com uncomfy chair. The ugly um, chair, man. The ugly you chair. You gotta leave the ugly chair here. The ugly chair. It's gotta, it's gotta stay. It's gotta be part of this. Bro, for I, sure. I, I, all of my ideas, like for other projects and everything, I write on sticky notes and stick them to the wall. Colby walks in here a couple weeks ago. He's like, why the hell do you have a sticky note that says ugly chair productions? I'm like, don't worry about it. That's something I'm working yeah. on. So we might work with that at some point. For sure. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of, it's definitely a, a that could be a DBA for a film company or something. Definitely, like, yeah. We'll make it work. Uh, and I, I like the chair. I like looking at it. I just don't like sitting on it. It's not that, it's not that no, comfortable. No, it's not that comfortable. It blows out this, my lower this back. This couch is, is much nicer. The in couch fact, is very firm. In fact, it might I might crash here. Go for it. <laughs> um, it's 69 inches wide. Nice. 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 Um, no, that chair, though, that was my dad's aunt's chair. I promised I wasn't going to get too preachy and like religious and weird on y'all tonight, but no, she used to sit in that chair and read her Bible every day. So of course I had to get it. We got it at like a public auction or something, but of course I had to get it and I sit there and read all about business and how Jordan Belfort defrauded a bunch of people and did all sorts of crazy stuff. And like, I don't know, the chair came full circle. There you go. Yeah, it's definitely been worn. It's definitely been used. And hey, I mean, if it has some sentimental value, right? I don't know I mean, which one of his aunts it was. Uh, my grandfather's uh, one know? of 13, so okay, like, so I don't know. I so don't to care. hell with the sentiment. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but like you shared earlier on Facebook, chair, right? you said something uh, emotional attachment is not reason enough to let something clutter up your house. Absolutely. Minimalism. I agree with that. I'm Minimalism. trying so hard, dude. This is my one room where I'm like, I have stuff hanging everywhere, but it all has meaning. Like the jean shorts, the cutoff jean shorts are signed by Nolan because he decided his jorts were not short enough. So go. he cut them off. Um, the RWB stuff on the shelf and the whiskey came from Oregon. It's Gambler 500 whiskey. Sad I'm not going to Oregon this year for the Gambler because coronavirus kind of screwed everything. But Damn. it is what it is. I'm just... Super thankful that I'm healthy, my friends and my family are healthy, and I just hope that everything can go back to normal or 
as close to normal as possible, and I wish nothing but the best for everyone around me, yeah, really. For sure. I, I, too, am thankful that my family and friends have stayed healthy, and uh, no one that I personally know has been uh, affected by COVID uh, in terms of being infected with the virus. Um, I don't even know of anyone I know having them know someone who has been infected by it so um but you know you, you touched on you haven't missed an hour of work um I was actually off for a week shy of two months um and kind of kind of going back to the quote that Bailey alluded to earlier um you know uh, you may be feeling like you know this is a disaster um and I think that that's kind of what a lot of people thought there at the beginning of the COVID uh, pandemic and, and the lockdowns and quarantine and stuff, I, I sense that a lot of people um, were kind of confused. Um, I feel like there was a lot of uh, haste in decision making and it, it, there was just, no one really knew, like this was a new thing. So no one had too much information on it in terms of what to expect. And I do, uh, without, I'm not going to get political on here, but I do believe that the media drove a lot of fear into people. Um, oh, 100%. And, and again, without really there being too much information. And I get, um, you know, at first, erring on the side of caution. I understand that completely. Um, but, you know, as more and more information came out, I, I still feel like the media, um, and, and I'm not pointing out one side or the other, I think, uh, any angle that you look at the, the media, they did a horrible job on this thing um, from the beginning. But anyway, uh, to, to loop back around, like, you know, I, I did. I felt like, well, you know, shit. You know, we, I, my wife and I, we have a, a daughter who just turned 17 months old. You know, she was no longer, her daycare was closed down. Uh, and my wife and I both work at the same place. And so we were both out of work and it was kind of like, what are we going to do? You know, we have some money in the bank and stuff, but that money in the bank is there for the, for a reason. It's there for emergency. Yeah. But it's there to, to build on it and use for investing and, and, and save. It's not, it's, we didn't want to take money out of the bank and, and thankfully, fortunately for us, uh, between the, the Trump check and the, the taxes and uh, you know we got our income tax return and uh, unemployment um, thankfully I've heard horror stories about the unemployment people waiting two months and they still haven't seen a check we applied for it we had a two-week waiting period and we filed for our uh, claim then and we had money in our account uh, two days later so That's nice. it, yeah it was nice and it was really a blessing and it was something that you know, I think my wife definitely stressed out about it a little bit more than I did. And I think that's just the nature of men versus women and the nature of me personally. I I know that my wife is a little bit more susceptible to uh, having those feelings of anxiety or fear over things. And so being, being the man in the relationship, um, you know, I felt I needed to be the strong one, the one to calm her down and center her and, and assure her that everything was going to be okay. And 
and and it was and then so that you know that all ties in into the quote you know uh, just give it time and, and it was actually a blessing in disguise and I can look back on these last two months I've, I'm back to work now this is my second week back to work um, thank God but I can look back on this and say yeah it was a blessing in disguise um, it really uh, you got to find out who and what was important to you and I think that that goes for everyone around the entire world hopefully um, but I know within my own household, you know, we got to spend so much time, uh, my wife and I got to spend so much time with our daughter who, you know, like I said, you know, her and I, we both work. She goes to daycare, you know, we go to the gym, uh, I skateboard, I, I go shoot guns or I go, you know, hang out with friends and stuff. And, and, you know, my wife has her hobbies that she's into and then we have family to visit and and all that kind of stuff, and I, we just don't get to spend as much time with just ourselves, just our little family of three, as we would ideally like to, and so this was a great opportunity to make up for lost time. Um, I've rediscovered my minimalistic um, mindset throughout all of this. We actually went through our basement, reorganized a whole bunch of stuff, threw a whole lot of junk out. I took a couple beds of uh, truck beds full of trash uh, to the transfer station and, uh, and dumped that and got rid of it. We donated a whole bunch of goods. We had two extra sets of uh, diningware, plates and, and spoons and forks and, and cups and stuff. Two extra sets that we had that people had given us when we had first moved in and gotten married and stuff that we weren't using. We updated our stuff. And so we donated that stuff and we completely cleaned up the basement to a point now where, because gyms are closed, we got our own workout equipment at our house. Um, I'm gonna need to come use that. Yeah, you're definitely gonna need to come use that. But now we have a space for that equipment because we cleaned up what was down there and min minimized uh, you know, our mess. And we went through our closets and we got rid of old clothes uh, that we could donate because, you know, we weren't wearing them. Someone else is going to need them. So let's donate them. And we really kind of, like I said, revamped the whole minimalistic lifestyle. And, and it's been good. And so, yeah. Yeah, throughout this whole thing, like, it, it was a disaster at first. And, and the way it's being handled uh, with federal and state governments, I think, again, both sides, I think it's just been a disaster. But I'm kind of past that now. Um, you know, the politicians are going to do what the politicians are going to do. At the end of the day, it's not going to really affect me and how I treat my wife, how I treat my daughter, how I treat my friends and family, and how I go about my business. You know, I'm, I'm going to be smart. We've been practicing the social distancing thing. We've been, you know, keeping up with good hygiene and stuff. And let me just interject and say, if you've not been washing, if, if you're complaining about washing your hands like so many people have done, like, what the hell are you doing? You should be washing your hands anyway. That's part of being an adult. That's part of being a responsible adult. Not even an adult. That's, that's part of being a, 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 human, a, human, a being. human being. That's what separates us from the animal king, the rest of the animal kingdom, is the fact that we have the means, we've developed the means to keep ourselves clean and to keep ourselves hygienic. It's sad and that you even it, need to say that. It, it is sad that I need to say that, but I do need to say that because there's so many people on social media who are like, 
oh yeah, I'm going to sanitize my hands until, you know, I don't have any skin left. Well, yeah, I, I do get that to a point. Like, I think everyone is probably sanitizing and washing a little bit more than normal, but some people are acting like they haven't done that for years. Kid I work since with. Since their parents made them, and it's like, oh my goodness. Kid I work with. I work in a metal shop, for those of you that are just now tuning in and figuring out what horsepower and pizza is all about. I work in a fab shop as a machinist. My hands, I work with my hands all day, every day. My hands are generally greasy, dirty, oily, aluminum dust, steel dust, rust, all sorts of nasty stuff on my skin. Outside of work, I'm kind of a pretty boy. I'll, I'm not scared to admit that, but I take hygiene and like I, when I started out in the field, I said I never want to be like my friends that are mechanics and my grandfather was a mechanic and like always had dirt and oil and stuff under his fingernails and like hands were stained. So I take it very, very seriously to clean my hands before I go home. Like we use, it's not Gojo, it's like heavier duty than Gojo hand cleaner kid I work with made fun of me a couple weeks ago because I washed my hands with the Gojo and stuff, went into the bathroom, used the restroom, and then came out and washed my hands with the antibacterial hand soap. He's like, why'd you wash your hands just to use the bathroom and wash your hands? I was like, I don't even want to take the time to <laughs> explain that logic to you because, uh, I don't know, maybe I don't want to take rust and oil and grease and all sorts of nasty chemicals and what have you into the restroom and touch parts of my body with that and then come out and just go about my day because I don't know I just it didn't make sense to me why he even felt the need to ask so I didn't even take the time to explain it to him but that's that's what Tony was getting at with the what the hell man yeah, just wash your hands exactly like just wash your hands and shut up but like you know Wash so, your hands, don't lick doorknobs, and stay six feet away from everybody. It's yeah, not that hard. It's not. And, like, I can understand the frustration. And I, I've been uh, frustrated and uh, a little outspoken on social media sometimes about uh, certain government policies that I feel are uh, slightly, if not maybe even drastically in some cases, overstepping and infringing on our, our freedoms as free people. Um, but some of the simpler things... Uh, the common sense things, washing your hands, socially distance yourself. I mean, it's not really that hard. And, it, you know, maybe I, I come, I, I socially distance myself from most people anyway. Yeah. I don't. Have I you don't noticed like that being, I set up the studio so I'm, it doesn't matter where anybody sits. I'm not within six feet of anybody. Right. And I that's, mean, that's not because of this. That's because I don't want you anywhere near me. Right. Like get the hell out of my personal space. Like, you know, and I, so I don't understand uh, the, the whole, why this is such a big issue for some people. Um, I also don't understand how some people are saying that this is completely fake. Um, that's not the case, but yeah. And anyway, get let's, into, let's get off this. Yeah. Let's get, get off this. Political. Back to the, back to the, the roots of, of I was definitely, yeah. uh, one more thought on that. Sorry. I, I scampered you off of it. And then I did have a hell of a time staying away from my friends for like the first month month and a half like i last weekend was the first time that i saw 
I take that back. Colby came over a couple weeks ago for a couple hours when Nolan was here. But I haven't seen the majority of my friends. Like, Brendan and Allie came over on Saturday when I was working on the E36. And Colby came over. And, like, that was the first time I had seen Brendan and Allie since, like, before the stay-at-home order and everything. That was... The last time I saw them was at their St. Patrick's Day party. Wow. So, like, that's two months ago. Yeah. And, like... I mean, I get it. I I did my best. Like, I was never given a stay-at-home order from work. So I would get up. I'd go about my business as far as work. And work has even put policies in place, like masks stay away from people like we're not getting back into this but it was definitely hard to not see my friends on the weekends because when you work as hard and you're a hard worker too so you can relate to it when you work as hard as you and i do i come home from work and then i work for myself for a couple hours every night because i'm trying to build this and build the brand and build the dream and that's that's just it like yeah. you you can't just, it's ingrained in yeah you. you can't throw a dream out there and be like oh well that'd be nice like you, you gotta work for it but so the couple hours that i would spend with my friends on the weekends or like on a saturday evening or whatever that's very valuable time to me like very valuable social interaction and i feel so bad for because i we talked about this off air you and i both rely on fitness to be part of our daily routine and if not daily at least multiple days a week fitness yeah, is part of our routine. part of our lifestyle yeah and i know a lot of friends that suffer from mental illness anxiety depression like things that they cannot easily control or can't control period some of them are on doses of various medications or whatever but some of my friends can legitimately eliminate all anxiety from their lives just by being in a routine where they can go to the gym and they can go to work and they can hang out with their friends on the weekends and when you take any like all of that away from somebody all semblance of sanity goes out the damn window yeah and that's scary for a lot of people like i don't i'm interested in seeing the statistics on self-harm and suicide that come on come out after this i don't i i i hope the numbers are smaller than i'm expecting them to be is all that i have to say on that because it's a scary fucking thing sorry yeah. i i dropped that but yeah for sure i think like for me Working out isn't so much a prevention of depression or anxiety. It's just, I've been an athlete my whole life. I've been in shape my whole life. Um, to be quite honest, um, I, I think that it's something that people have always kind of identified me by. Is kind of, you're the in shape guy of the friend group. Oh yeah, he's, he's always been fit. He's always been strong, you know, whatever. And... Being that it's something that I've always been identified by, um, I don't want, 
like I feel in my head and whether I'm making this up or not, I don't know. But I feel like, you know, a lot of people graduate high school, they go on to college, you know, the freshman 15 is a real thing. People gain weight and then you get older and, and you, you gain weight because you, you lack uh, time. You have families and you, you lose time to work out and this, that, and the other thing. And some of it, I, a lot of that I think is just excuses. Um, uh, but it's something that I feel like there's potential that people uh, may have kind of just been waiting for me to fall off um, and kind of be like, ha ha, like even he fell off and he's fat and he's, you know, whatever now. And so that's actually, whether I'm making that up or not, that's the chip I wear on my shoulder to, to keep me motivated to to keep uh, working out and stuff. And and that and aside from that, it just makes me feel good. I can sleep better at night uh, when I've gotten my energy out. I feel good about myself. I feel good about my image. Uh, I feel good, you know, uh, when when my wife and I are uh, having intimate time together. Um, and it's just something that I've always really done. And so that's been really hard not having the gym, which is why we, my wife and I went out and we got weights and stuff for, for our house. But I think that um, for me, the hardest, the hardest part was not having the routine. I functioned so well with a routine. Uh, getting up at, you know, 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning, some days to work out before I go to work. If I don't work out before I go to work, I'll wake up at, you know, 6.15 or whatever, kind of do my thing in the morning, hang out with my daughter a little bit, hang out with my wife, uh, eat breakfast, and then go to work. Come home from work. If I didn't work out, I'll go work out. Um, I'll skateboard a little bit, I'll, you know, spend some time with, uh, some friends or, uh, my family and stuff, but I have a routine and the, the first, for the first week of quarantine and not working, it was kind of cool. It was kind of like freedom. Like all of a sudden I have all this time. I don't have a routine nailing me down. And it was really cool to like not have that for a week. And then after a week I was like, yeah, like this is gonna suck. It scared the hell out of me. And and it was like I needed like my wife and I. We went to like five different state parks to go on hikes. We went you know fishing. Uh, I went fishing with friends a bunch of times. Like I I just had to. I made myself a to do list every single day, and it would consist of like fifteen different things. And if I didn't get all fifteen of those things done in a day. I'd be pissed at myself because I'm like, you're not being productive. You're not forming a routine. And I just function so much better that way. So that was really hard. I'm definitely happier when I'm busy. Not not even so much in the routine. I just need to be busy at all times. Working out or working or what have you. And I was scared that we were going to get shut down at work because... The reason we stayed open, our fab shop services a lot of food industry companies, like food production companies. Well, those are essential businesses. So I don't know where y'all are, but in Pennsylvania, they basically labeled everybody essential or non-essential, which is kind of a slap in the face to those that everybody makes the world go round. Everybody makes the economy go round. Not even on like a capitalist economy driven thing everybody does their part 
So for you to take somebody's ability to work away from them and say, no, you have to go sit at home for three months. Well, one, how the hell are they supposed to pay their bills? A single person is supposed to have, according to Christine, my financial advisor, shout out Christine, that's Nolan's mom, she's the best. According to her, a single person is supposed to have 12 months expenses saved. I know damn well a lot of my friends do not have 12 months expenses saved. So that's that can be a scary thing for a time like this or say you get injured and you're out of work for or you get sick and you're out of work. I get it. That's what that's there for. Those are the guidelines she gave me. If you don't have that, I can understand the stress and anxiety of all of this building up. So yes, that's why I stayed working was because we service essential industries. Essential according to who? I don't know. Everybody needs food, so that's why those companies are open. It was the week after everything started that Booker called me. He's like, we're going to go buy a car today. That, that's how I, okay. For those of you that don't follow along on YouTube, please go subscribe to Horsepower and Pizza on YouTube. I have been building an E36 drift car for about the past two months. So yes, I do have a second BMW now. Booker called me. He's like, hey, we're going to go buy a car tomorrow. And that was, well... It was a text, I guess. That was all that it said. Like, okay, Booker's buying a car tomorrow. I wake up, he sends me more information. He's like, yo, go to the bank. <laughs> We're going to buy this car tomorrow. I'm like, it's Sunday morning. How am I supposed to go to the bank? I bought the car for $350. I Venmoed the kid for the car. <laughs> I bought that car on a whim. Wanted, wanted content for the channel, and I've always wanted an E36. So that was the... Um, driving factor behind that the car is super clean as far as rust and stuff goes it had a cracked head so i put a new engine well we're in the process of putting a new engine in it that i bought for 200 dollars. going back to what i was saying i need to be busy like not even to keep me from being anxious just i need to be busy it helps me function. It helps me think so much better. I don't know if I'm ADD, ADHD. I've never diagnosed with any of that, so I'm not going to self-diagnose myself with that. I can't sit still. I would have the worst cabin fever if I had to sit at home for a week. Like, when I take vacations throughout the year, I don't burn a whole week of vacation time at a time. I do long weekends here and there because I physically cannot sit there I, I don't know how to vacation i don't i don't know i don't want to make it sound like i'm some crazy like entrepreneur uh, i work 80 hours a week because that's not the case but it it could be <laughs> i wish it could be most weeks i cannot stand to sit still and i was so scared that we were going to get shut down for whatever rhyme or reason because it uh, that's the thing with all of this everybody's so damn clueless that you didn't know who was allowed to stay open who was not all of these employers were so unclear as to whether or not we were even supposed to be open and until we got the waiver from the state like we were i know shop my cousin works for they were told oh yeah we're allowed to be open and they were in at work and the state police showed up and shut them down sent everybody home until they got their waiver from the state a couple days later but Wow. That's um, the whole reason I bought the car. Booker's like, you're going to buy a car and you can make it a drift car for the channel. And I was like, 
was kind of nice because I was helping Brendan with his 240 for several weeks before that. And I was like, man, I'd really like to get a drift car, but I didn't really want to like spend money. I don't need another car. And it, again, coming back to how I opened all of this timing and like a blessing in disguise. I don't want to say that this whole quarantine thing has been a blessing in disguise, but like for some people it might've been, you get to sit down and like you said, you rediscovered your minimalist, um, mindset. And like, I definitely, I've stayed consistent with video Thursday. I think I'm four months, four and a half months steady. Now I lost count of how many weeks I know it was 13 weeks, a couple weeks ago. Um, definitely working hard on my own stuff. And I, I wanted a project because I bought that car. The timing was right. The money was right. And it just kind of fell into my lap and it was perfect timing for, I had just started talking to Brendan, never said it on camera or on podcast or anything. I was like, I really want a drift car. Well, I guess I did say it on the podcast when Brendan and Colby were here. I was like, I should really buy a drift car. And then I was like, in the back of my mind, I was like, the money's not there. Like, I don't want to spend company or like business funds on that because horsepower and pizza money is not barely do whatever you want with it money. And that's, that's where a lot of startups fail to get off the ground, by the way. It, it just kind of fell in my lap a couple weeks later. And it was one of those things where if I got shut down from work, I knew I was going to be okay because I had something to focus my energy on and my, I could film it. I could, I could do, there's the content with that car is endless. And it was just a good feeling to have that security of if I do get laid off or we get shut down or whatever the case may be, I have something to do in the garage that I'm not going to go crazy staring at these four walls. And that was a really good feeling for me. But like I said, super thankful. Haven't missed a day at work yet. Knock on wood. Working all weekend this holiday weekend. I'm not even mad about it. It isn't even, it is what it is. I was asked, hey, do you want to work the holiday weekend? Nobody's allowed to do anything else. Why wouldn't I? So, I don't know. Sorry, I went on a no, long tangent there. Good, it, was, man. it was a roundabout tangent, but we yeah. came back to it. No, I think it's important for you to have have those things to fall back on and, and have that uh, semi-routine that if, you did get laid off or shut down you would have had that to keep you sane uh, you know for me like I talked about already it, it was just really nice to spend some time with my wife and my daughter um, now obviously Bailey's unmarried he has no kids so it's a little bit different you know I had I, I function a lot better with a routine but I at least had two other people living in my house who I could hang out with, and they're a lot of fun. You know, my daughter, like I said, she just turned 17 months old. She's constantly growing. She's constantly learning new words, and and watching her develop has been a really, truly awesome experience, and sharing that with my wife and just getting that time together um, was really good, but Bailey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you how to vacation, brother, all right? Because if you can't take a whole week of vacation and relax, there's something wrong with you, man. We got to work on that. Um, I, I will say this, though. When I go on vacation, I can definitely kick it into vacation mode and relax. But I still will go and do, 
you know, my push-ups and my sit-ups and my jumping jacks and my sprints and my runs that I go on uh, because I can't completely shut down and be in vacation mode. I need to be doing something, especially something physically active. But here's what we're going to do. Because I talked about doing it for July 4th, and I don't know if it's going to happen now because, again, I don't know what's happening. I want to go do Tale of the Dragon, like southwestern North Carolina into Tennessee. It's Route 129. The car people listening, if you know, you know. I've never driven Tale of the Dragon. I want to go do it. Fourth of July is probably pushing it because I want the 435 to be done because that's the car that I want to take. I generally spend all my vacation in the fall. Like, I'll take a couple days over the summer. Well, today it was announced the Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix is canceled, which is utter horseshit. Bill Peduto, go build more bike lanes or whatever you're doing and take Tom Wolf with you to help you because that's the only political rant I'm going on now. But you're both useless. But yeah, Vintage Grand Prix is always like the week before my birthday or like the weekend of my birthday. Last year it was on my birthday, so it was cool. It was the hottest day of the year, so it was like 105. And then I had like 30 people over to... No, oh, that is a lie, like... No, probably like 20 or 30 people over to my house, which was the first time I ever had people over in the four years that I had owned the house at that point. It was cool. Reckless Ron came out for the weekend. It was cool. Vintage Grand Prix is off. That's off the table. So now I've gained another two or three vacation days that I can use for something else. I always take a couple days for H2O. I'm still going to H2O. I don't care if I have to be there in a hazmat suit. I'm going to be there. Ocean City opened all their hotels and vacation rentals and shit like two weeks ago at this point. So we're going to be out there, 41st and Coastal, Oceanside. Come see us. We got Red Bull. We got stickers. We got loose women and bad decisions. Not really. Bad decisions, yes. Girls don't talk to me, and that's okay because I'm an asshole. No, that's the thing, though. Like, my vacations are always, like, maybe I gotta, I think I gotta go somewhere, like, on my own, like, not take my whole squad and my boys with me and everything. It's like, last year, went out to Oregon for a couple days. That was for the Gambler 500. Even though I didn't really film much when I was out there, that was, like, that was a business decision. Even though it really wasn't. Like, I definitely wanted to go out and see Joe and hang out with Joe. But I think if I go out to Oregon at all this year, I'm just going to go see Joe. I'm going out with no itinerary. Like, I just want to go hang out. Like, not take the cameras, nothing. Just go hang out. Ocean City's always... Again, I don't ever really film much. That's probably going to change this year. I have cool cars and stuff now. But Ocean City is always a... We go down... I get to see a lot of friends that I only see once or twice a year because people come from all over the country. I got a couple friends from Canada that come down. It's always a good time, but I don't feel like I go down there and relax because it's go, 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 go the whole time we're there, and there's just so much going on. It's sensory overload, and that's, again, I thrive when I'm busy, but I'm exhausted at the end of those four days. And I mean, it doesn't help that I sleep like three, four hours a night. But There's not really anything productive going on. I'm just busy the whole time. Like, I I need to go somewhere where I can just go sit on the lake for like four days. And just meditate and think and read and just chill and vibe. And just 
not be making stupid Snapchats and just put my phone down and just vibe. But Arizona, man, go to Arizona. We're going out. We're going out to Arizona uh, over the Fourth of July. Go see my pops. Okay, well then you're not uh, gonna want to go do Tale of the Dragon with me. No, well, that's I know that's heartbreaking news. That's okay. Um, but yeah, we're going out over Fourth of July to Arizona. I'm telling you, that's my future home. I love it. It's wide open. Uh, the ecosystem out there is incredible. Uh, massive, awesome lakes to go out on. Whether you have a kayak, a canoe, a paddle boat, a motorboat, whatever you have. Uh, lots, of, lots of time to just sit and think and stare into the open. And, and it's, it's great out there. Arizona is a great place if you want to just chill and vibe and, and have some good weather to do it in. Yeah, but see, now you're saying all this. My boy Lucas lives out there, and he's listening to this, guaranteed. And he's going to be like... Yo, you're coming through to coming through to Arizona. We're filming. We're doing this. We're gonna go do dig races and highway rolls and all sorts of shit. And then I'm just gonna go out there and end up working anyway. Well, if he's listening to this, he knows that you just want to vibe and chill and read books and and be on the lake and and not give a shit, and not do anything. So Lucas, if you're listening, bud. Lucas, do you know anybody with a boat, bud? I'm trying to go out on the lake, bud. Lake Pleasant. Lake Pleasant. Is that the one mm. by your dad's place? Yes. Screw it. I'll just hit up Randy. Randy, you if go. you're listening, I'm trying to go out on the boat and just vibe. Yeah. There's actually a... It's crazy. We went... So my dad... When we I went want out a boat there, so bad. If anybody we wants to there, trade my E36 and my 435 for a Malibu wake boat, hit my line. My dad. My dad's boat is called M.T. Pockets. That's the name of his boat. Sounds about accurate. It sounds about accurate. But Bust he was telling me, thousand, baby. He was telling me all kinds of stories about the lake and how awesome it is, and it was. And then I could have swore he was making up like some shit that he saw in a movie one time. You go out to Arizona, you go to Lake Pleasant, and there's I forget exactly what they call it, but there's like some kind of cove where all the boats kind of park, and they're blaring all kinds of music and dancing and stuff, and. My dad's telling me, oh, yeah, like, there's girls that dance on boats topless and stuff. And I'm like, Dad, like, what movie did you just watch that you're you're pulling this from? And sure enough, we go out there, and my wife was not a huge fan. But there were lots of women in thong bikinis and topless dancing around. There's actually a double-decker pontoon boat out there that's painted purple and has two stripper poles on it called the Lickalotopus. Sounds like my favorite dinosaur. And yeah, it's a great dinosaur, <laughs> purple, and uh, it's a real thing. It was a hell of a time, and it was it was cool. Like me and my dad, we just got uh, some some pool noodles, jumped off the boat. We're hanging out in the water and pool noodles with a Michelob Ultra in our hand, just chilling, taking it all in, and it was it was really crazy. So like, I mean, if you want to get into crazy stuff like that, there you go. If but if you want to any... just vibe, then you got that too. If there's any uh, bad little blonde things from North Carolina listening, I'm just trying to vibe on a boat and listen to some Lil Pump and... Lil Pump! <laughs> <laughs> that, that part oh. was a joke. But uh, any little blonde things, little bad... How, how did I say that? Bad little blonde things from North Carolina. You got a boat? We can... Uh, or you know somebody that got a boat? We can make that work. Yeah. It's great stuff. Great stuff. We're going to wrap this up here. 
I got huge news, like, an hour ago, when, like, a couple minutes before Tony got here. I was freaking out when Tony got here. I, I'm not gonna release too much info, because it's gonna force you to go watch YouTube videos in the coming weeks. Buddy. I'm sick of using the same old music on YouTube. Somebody that I have followed online for years, we've got some mutual friends, He's making a very big name for himself in the industry, but not... He, he's like a behind-the-scenes, like, producer, beat maker. He's done his fair share of rapping and stuff, too, but he's making a name for himself. A couple weeks ago on Instagram, he posted, Hey, I'm selling beats. For any of you that are sick of using the same old shit on Instagram and YouTube, hit me up. So today, it's video Thursday, and I'm like, Damn, I should hit him up. See if he's got anything. So I hit him up. He hits me back like immediately. He's like, yeah, man, I got beats for days. What do you want to buy? How many? I was like, I don't know. He's like, he said he'd give me a package deal. I was like, I don't know. Give me a price on like three or five. And he's like, I'm not even going to throw his prices out there because I don't, I don't want him to undersell himself. If somebody hits him up from this, doubtful, but if somebody were to hit him up and I told you what he pays or what he charges and he hits you at a number that's way higher than what he told me, I don't want y'all to come back at me and be like, you lied to me, or go to him and be like, oh, well, Bailey said you'd sell him for this. Like, no. Like, make your own prices. If you don't rock with him, you don't rock with him. But he hits me with his price, and it was way out of my price range. And I told him, I was like, hey, man, I appreciate it. I don't want to waste your time, but, like, that's not where I'm at. And he worked with me. So I bought three beats from him. He just texted me back again, said he sent me four for the money of three. And he gave me some motivational words with it and said, don't give up. He shared with me some big news that he just got. And this is somebody I've never met in person, by the way. This is somebody that I've been a fan of his music and um, met him through motocross. Well, met, knew of him through motocross. He's followed me on Twitter for years. We've followed each other back and forth on social media here and there. He just followed Horsepower and Pizza today because obviously I reached out to him from the business account. But he shared some big news, shared a picture or two with me, and said, this is what not giving up looks like. That means a lot coming from someone who comes from I'd say a fairly similar background to mine from what I know. And it makes your dreams feel so much more attainable. I, I have it right here on my vision board. Your dreams are real. It's your fears that are imaginary. And I think I'm going to leave you guys with that tonight. I don't know if Tony has anything to add, but that's all that I have for tonight. No, I don't really have anything to add. I mean, I think, uh, like Bailey said, your, your dreams are attainable. Um, don't give up on yourself. Don't quit. Don't ever quit. Don't let anyone talk you out of your dreams. There are a lot of small-minded people out there who can't think outside of their daily eight to four, nine to five grind. Um, and that's okay because and, the world needs them yeah. too, but don't feel bad for walking away from them and chasing after what the fuck you want. Yeah. Don't feel bad about it. Don't let anything deter you. Don't stop. Believe in yourself and don't stop. That's about it. You just got to keep going. That I know sometimes it's easier said than done. 
I'll leave it at that for tonight. I hope y'all have a great week. I hope you are all healthy and safe. And I hope that we can party with you soon. Ocean City, English Town, Drift Evergreen, Club Loose 2 out at Pit Race in Midvale, Ohio. I just want to get out and drive my damn cars, be it on the grid or just get out and hit some back roads in the 435 when that's done. Again, there's a lot of stuff coming for that too. YouTube is Horsepower and Pizza. Social media, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram are all at Horsepower Pizza. We out here. That's a wrap.